The Auburn Tigers host San Jose State on Saturday. When you watch the quarterbacks on Saturday, what should we be looking for? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Happy War Rapport Wednesday, who all who celebrate Mike G of the War Rapport joining us. Um, glad football season is back, my friend. The quarterback battle continues to be interesting. You talked to Robbie Ashford earlier this week, and so I, I think the uh, I think a clear place to start here is what do you think this rotation is going to continue to look like? going into San Jose State. I personally think it's going to be similar to what we saw before TJ was pulled after that second interception. Uh, I think, Zach, that it's time to start believing the things that Harson tells us. Okay. Now, since summer, he has said, you can play two quarterbacks. You're right. You can play two quarterbacks. And we debated about what that meant. What did that mean? Does that mean, you know, I'm a bring a guy in for one series? Is he going to get packages in the run game? Is right. the red zone? Is it going to be specialty? They four plays into the game, Robbie Ashford came in. Yeah. Four, four plays into the game, we saw Robbie Ashford. He jukes a guy, he gets upfield for nine yards, they pull him back out. And I'm like, okay, at this point, is he just trying to give the young man like a play here and there to make him feel good? But it mm-hmm. was clearly a plan to integrate him into the game plan. Right. Now, you and I talked about this when we talked about how many snaps is Robbie Ashford going to get? And I thought, you know, six to eight snaps. You said you eight. That was a lot. I thought that yeah, was crazy. Uh, yeah, right? So uh, the blind squirrel finds a nut every single once in a while. I get lucky and get one thing right. <laughs> and I got this one right about Robbie Ashford. Yeah. But I was, I, it's not, it wasn't inside intel. I was just basing that based on what Harson was saying. Like, and I think that if you're a player and you see how they rotated players, not just at quarterback, um, there was clearly a plan to get a lot of people into game and and, right. and and rotate it. So I think going forward for San Jose State, I think I'm I'm with you. I think TJ Finley starts. Let's let's put that out there. I think TJ Finley starts, and I like what they're doing. They're easing Robbie Ashford into the rotation. And I don't think this lasts the whole season, but for right now, TJ Finley was kind of their insurance policy, their guy who had taken snaps in the game before. And you never know what a guy like Robbie, who's never played, how he's going to react under the lights. I think he handled it pretty well. And he'll they'll expand his role as the season goes on. Yeah, okay. So you say easing him in, and you say this won't be like this all season. Do you think you're going to see more and more Robbie over the course of the year? Is that your guess? Uh, yes, okay. I do. I, th- I think that his upside is clear. He is an elite athlete mm-hmm. in, in every sense. I mean, the the run up the sideline, Zach, uh, outrunning Tank to go throw a block for his running back. Yeah, I mean, that guy is a freak athlete. Yeah. And putting him on the field creates a mismatch dynamic that just you don't find anywhere a lot if he can 
connect on passes like he did with Javaris Johnson down the field in addition to doing those things. So uh, the throw to Shanker over the middle, I mean, there were some pro-type throws in there as well, too. So it wasn't all his legs. And I think that if you prove that you are uh, not worthy, but like if you prove that you can be responsible with what they give you, they'll slowly expand his role. And, you know, I, I think he's a rare talent and they're going to use him in some kind of way. I think the interesting thing to look at for the quarterbacks, obviously the rotation is going to be fun to follow until either it continues being a rotation or like you're predicting, it becomes less and less of a rotation and more of Robbie's job. But how does TJ respond, right? I mean, you know, the the pressure is all on TJ at this point. You go out, you, you win the job, which is great. And you throw two interceptions and now everyone's like, okay, like, how like I think he's better than he was a year ago, but has he really kind of turned the corner there? And so that to me is what I'm going to be looking for. How does TJ Finley carry himself as the starter against San Jose State, and then obviously going into Penn State? Well, he's got to have a short memory, Zach. He's got to have a short memory about those interceptions, but you have to play better quickly. Um, this the, the memory's gonna... not going to be. I, I don't think that's going to be the problem. Do you? Um. I don't think we'll pressure see. is really impacting him that much. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll see. I don't think he was under any pressure on Saturday, but I think that there might be a little pressure going up against San Jose State based on how he played to not make those same mistakes. Either way, you just have to get it turned around quickly. Um, the, the, these coaches have to win now, right? And they are gathering lots of really good tape on how guys are going to do. When we went back and we did the watch the film, there was no pressure on either of those interceptions. And I think the good thing about it is it's correctable. You know, the misreads are correctable, but he's got to go out and he's got to do it. This was Mercer. The schedule only gets harder from here. Right. So, you know, teams are going to give you different looks and you just have to prove that you're going to protect the football because uh, that first interception turned into Mercer's first points of the game. And you got to believe when we get into SEC play, those turnovers are definitely going to turn into points. I don't think Auburn is in a position where they can afford to gift points to their opponents this season. They need to protect the football. He's got to protect the football this weekend. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any question about any of that. But I just like that. I don't know. You talk about believing, you know, what Coach Harson said, you know, the, the two quarterback thing. I legitimately... And there's still a slight chance it's this. I don't think it is, but I mean, there, there's still a slight chance that it's this. But the whole, like, recruiting the guys that are still on your team to not leave, like, that's really what it felt like to me. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to end up being genuine. I think he was telling the truth. Yeah, you listen, that I, two things can be true. That's fair. Two things yeah. can be true, right? So if you promised the guy some playing time and they got on the field on Saturday – uh, I'm happy that the flow of the game allowed him to be able to do that, meaning right. the game was never in doubt. So you could put those guys in. But um, I think also you're trying to evaluate a lot of guys you don't have tape on. So getting them on the field is important. You know who made a great move? And we'll probably talk about this later. Keontae Scott, I thought, showed out. He didn't start the game, but uh, he made a case for why he needs to be on the field. Yeah, he was awesome. More moving forward. I don't and know. So I don't I, know necessarily where you put him, but you know, you got to find a spot for him. Yeah, I'm playmaker in every sense. So, uh, you know, every, every most guys, a lot of guys got a chance to do what Keontae did. 
Get something on tape. Show the coaches why if you're in the three, you should be in the two. And if you're the two, you should be in the one. And uh, I thought a lot of guys took advantage of their opportunity. So uh, we'll see if that is that moving forward. But I think you're right, Zach. Honestly, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think that it was a lot of pay. Hey, get these guys on the field because you may not have this opportunity later in the season and mm -hmm. they need something to feel good about early uh, if you want to hold your team together at the end of the season. All right, I want to look ahead to San Jose State this weekend, tell you who I think you need to be watching and kind of our top individual matchups. The, the game within the game. All that coming up in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Look, fall is here and you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for you to find the people that you want to talk to faster. You can create a job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word to so many people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Mike G of the War Report. All right, the first individual matchup that I want to look at, San Jose State's quarterback. Javon Corgero, I believe is how you say his name, versus Donovan Kaufman. So San Jose State's quarterback, he's mobile. He, he had one long run. The rest of his runs were kind of neutralized, but he had a long run for a touchdown. And outside of that, you know, I, I mean, Portland State really kind of shut down his rushing attack, but he didn't try a ton. But I think this is something, and we, we heard Coach Schmetting talk about this throughout fall camp where the defense is going to benefit from going up against TJ Finley, going up against Robbie Ashford, going up against Zach Calzada. I think Saturday is the first time where we really see the fruits of this. But Mike G, the pass rush against Mercer, the pressures were there, but the containment was not. And so that's something that I'm excited to see. Do they, do they fix the containment issues that we saw this past Saturday, this Saturday? Yeah, I thought they, they had a very vanilla defensive game plan versus Mercer. Uh, they didn't put a lot on tape. I, I'm not sure you know how to attack this defense after watching Mercer. I think that's by design, uh, but I'm with you. Um, I was a little underwhelmed by the pass rush on Saturday. And it's uh, not that it was ineffective, right? It's just they didn't close it. They didn't close mm -hmm. it. And, and some of that had to do with just everybody was going after the ball and like some of it, like your, your role is to not let guys outside of you. And so... The Mercer quarterback, not that athletic, moved a little bit better than I was expecting, but like he just shouldn't have been able to get outside as much as he did. Yeah, I thought, listen, I thought Eku Leota had a great game. Yeah. Um, I thought he had a monster game. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, they made some plays. Ultimately, they were kind of in, not really in bend, but don't break. That's probably not a great way to say it. But ultimately, the, the first points of the game that they gave up came from a, the turnover, right? And I think there's room for improvement on that defense, certainly. Now, I, a lot of people were underwhelmed by defensive back play. And I thought that the defensive backs were on a little bit of island because of lack of pressure on the quarterback. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what if they dial up a little bit 
you know, it's not that they didn't pressure. I mean, it, it looked like it when we watched the film, we saw them kind of get after it. So I'm sure there's some things on there that uh, Schmetting and, and, and those guys are going to take a look at to, to try to fix the contain issues that you're talking about. Yeah. And so, but you know, I, I mentioned, I've got their quarterback Cordero against Donovan Kaufman. Kaufman mm-hmm. lined up all over the place. He had three snaps at left outside linebacker. He was in the box for seven, 28 at slot corner slash nickel. He had two at wide corner and he had a few at, uh, at free safety as well, which is what we expected, right? I mean, we, we expected a ton of movement for Donovan Kaufman. That's what that position holds. And so I thought that was nice, but you know, maybe maybe they use him closer to the line of scrimmage at times to kind of have different versions of uh, containment. So he's a guy that I'm watching for that. They're running back, Mike G. Kaiser Robinson, incredible name for a running back. Kaiser Robinson versus, uh, I, I've got him slated against Cam Riley, right? Can Cam Riley do it again? Outstanding debut in this bigger role that we saw. He was fantastic. 15 tackles? Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. Mm. Um, Cam Robinson, he is not what made the rushing attack go against Portland State last week. He had 10 carries for just 35 yards. Nothing to write home about. But I'm going to be honest, I can't really find a whole lot of tape of him actually running the ball last week. Like, it just didn't make any of the highlight cuts that I've been able to find on YouTube. So I don't know what kind of runner he is. But you got to think he and Cam Riley will get to know each other very well uh, around the line of scrimmage. Yeah, listen, Riley had a great game. Cam had a great game. And Auburn did not give up a lot on the ground in this game. I was really happy uh, with the run defense for the most part in in this one. I thought that they did a good job clogging up the middle, making it difficult. Um, Their running backs, Mercer's running backs, were having to make moves two yards in the backfield just to get back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, They did a a decent job there. I watched a little bit of San Jose's uh, tape from this past Saturday. I think it's going to be more of the same. I would expect Cam Riley uh, to really get in there on this running back Robinson and, and stop him from getting much on the ground. Yeah, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Okay, um, arguably the most important matchup for this team, maybe not even necessarily this weekend, but just moving forward, I think there's real concern among the interior offensive line, which is kind of crazy to think about because I think we all thought that was going to be a strength going into the season with um, just the experience that was there, but... I just have Auburn's interior offensive line versus Kyle Harmon. He is the main linebacker for this team. And can Auburn's interior offensive line consistently get to the next level and run blocking? And if they blitz, can they pick it up consistently? That, to me, is a big, 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 big concern. Um, Hopefully, you know, a full game under Tate Johnson's belt will help. Mm -hmm. But even the guys next to him, whether it's Cam Stutz, whether it's Brandon Council, whether it's Keandre, it doesn't matter. Whoever it is, those three guys in the middle of the offensive line, they have to be better for Auburn to win football games in the SEC. Yeah, listen, the offensive line rotation was interesting on Saturday, was it not? Yeah, it was. Um, Now, at first watch, it felt to me like they weren't getting much push in the run game. On rewatch, there were a lot of plays where... um, Tank or Jarquez were two yards past the line of scrimmage before they got to a defender. So they at points on Saturday, they did a good job getting some push. It just wasn't consistent. And I think that's what you would expect from a line that lost their starting center. And, you know, Tate Johnson, he, he, he didn't, he didn't take no snaps. I I think a lot of fans are are confused about how this off season went at center. Like this guy, was the center all offseason 
uh, because of the surgery that Brahms had. So uh, he's just got to get he's just got to continue to get better. There was there were there was room for improvement, but not super discouraged by the play of the offensive line at this one and pass pro. They were I thought they did a great job because, again, on the turnovers, there was no pressure on the quarterback. Run blocking was always going to be the issue for this team. This is where they were weak last year. Well, it's funny that they, they graded out better as run blockers this week than they did pass blocking. They did. And, but again, when you look at the tape, you can see they were able to push guys back at times and get the running backs to the second level. And then you yeah. let guys like Tank and Jarquez, you know, once you get them two, three yards past the line of scrimmage, those are guys who can make a guy miss and then keep going upfield. So we saw some examples of that on Saturday for sure. Right. Right. And then the last individual matchup that I want to spend just a second on, Noah Wright, he is a defensive end for San Jose State. Um, he spent most of his snaps last week at the left end, so he will be going up against Austin Troxel. Mike G, I've said this, I think, every show that we've done this week. I was just really impressed with uh, with Austin Troxel. Uh, he, he blew me away. Um, but Wright was San Jose State's highest um, scoring defender per pro football focus, with the exception of Elijah Wood, who just played a few snaps. It's like he destroyed the ring in Mordor, and then he went to go play at San Jose State. That's a bad joke. Sorry for the folks who got that. But, um, you know, Noah Wright moved around a good bit, but for the most part, he was at at left end. So I'm looking forward to seeing that battle. Can Austin Troxel do it again? Yes, I think he can. And Troxel is one of those returning guys that you need to take the next step this season in terms of his game for Auburn to be successful. So I was with you when we looked at the tape. I thought Troxel did a good job. I thought the line as a whole – took steps forward from last season. It's just what you want to hear. And so when you have returning guys who have seniority on the offensive line, those are the guys that you look to to raise their game, to help the guys around them. And they're just going to – he's going to have to keep making steps going into the season. The health will be an issue. We heard there were maybe have been some back issues that Troxel was having headed into the season. He looked fine on Saturday, so hopefully he's got all that cleared up. There is a fan narrative that has become the cool, hip, and trendy thing to say – I want to get Mike G's thoughts on this opinion that has surfaced from, I'm not going to say the majority of the fan base, but a pretty large group in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Frisky Whiskey. It is the best and most effective way to buy your alcohol. If you're in the Auburn, Opelika, or Lee County area, or you know anywhere throughout Atlanta or anywhere on the I-85 corridor and you're coming to campus this weekend, Make sure you stop at our friends, Frisky Whiskey. You'll be able to get so much more for your dollar. And also the selection, as soon as you step into Frisky Whiskey, 10,000 square feet of selection, 10,000 square feet of absolute happiness. Yeah, and it feels like you're with family when you go see our folks at Frisky Whiskey. Yeah, due to where they're located in the tax situation and their relationship with distributors, you're not going to find a lower price anywhere else at Frisky Whiskey. It's about 15 to 20 minutes away from the Auburn Opelika County area. Right when you cross into the Georgia State line, you'll see billboards all over the place if you're on I-85 pointing you in the right direction. Same when you're coming from Atlanta going to Auburn. Right before you uh, you cross the state line, you'll see a bunch of billboards pointing you towards Frisky Whiskey. Or just type it in to your GPS. Check it out. Our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Mike G, tell me if you've heard this at all. It's become the cool, trendy thing for some Auburn fans to say this. And I just, I think it's a weird take. Okay. 
it's become cool for Auburn fans to say, Tank Bigsby hasn't really impressed me so far. Or Tank Bigsby hasn't, you know, lived up to the hype or the expectation. I'm seeing a lot of this. It's really popular in Locked On Auburn Discord. I'm seeing it in YouTube comments. Um, based on your face, you're not seeing it as much as I am. But I see it on Twitter a ton where folks talk about, you know, Tank Bigsby um, has been underwhelming. And I just, I don't understand how you can watch Auburn play specifically this past Saturday and say, you know, Tank Bigsby isn't anything special. I, I just have a hard time understanding where these people are coming from. Yeah, Tank's, Tank Bigsby is a star. Have you seen this or am I crazy? I, I have not actually wow. seen this. I'm going to start um, screenshotting and I, send them to you. I, I will tell you what I have seen is a lot of people declaring that Jarquez Hunter is already better than Tank Bigsby. It's ridiculous. That he, might be, that he might be the better back. Now, I think both those guys are really good. I actually predicted great things for Jarquez Hunter you uh, did. this offseason, right? Uh, but that was not a diss to Tank. That was just right. how good I think Jarquez Hunter can be, and I think that we have two outstanding running backs there. But um, – you know, here's the deal with Tank, right? Like, I mean, he's had to do a lot on his own. And run blocking was atrocious last year. So, I mean, if you're talking about the totality of his time at Auburn um, and the amount of times when we looked at the film that I'm telling you, Zach, he had to dodge defenders two yards in the backfield to get back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, anybody would be maybe a little underwhelming at times, but you're not looking at his size and speed and strength and vision and saying, hey, this guy is not a bona fide star, right? Tank Bigsby is important if Auburn is going to have the type of season that they're going to want to have this year. Right. On the on the run, um, on the run, on the touchdown run he had, Robbie Ashford was telling us that Tank saw him slowed down so that Robbie could get in front. Apparently, this is something that's happened before. Yeah. To throw him a block. He had the vision to see Robbie coming. And the instincts to slow down just enough to let him go past and then bust to the outside and then Robbie flattened his guy on the block. Right. That's incredible. I don't most people will never understand how incredible that is for a running back to have the instincts and the awareness, the field awareness to do that without essentially slowing down enough to let defenders catch up. Tank Bigsby is insanely good. And any opinion to the contrary is completely it's wrong asinine yeah i can't say that enough auburn needs tank they need tank this year tank needs auburn auburn needs tank uh load the tank up man with the tank shells man and blow yeah. people out of the way this, this is the way it has to go this year i know gas is expensive but it's worth it gas up the tank let's go let's go second bad joke of the day i'm so sorry dollars a gallon but i'm so sorry it. um all right before uh, before i let you go so a lot of folks are saying the san jose state team is better than Mercer. Yeah, I heard this. I don't know if I'm buying that. Yeah, me neither. Watching that game against Portland State, like, I just don't think they're better than Mercer. I, I really don't. John Samuel Shanker said that when we talked to him earlier in the week. I'm sure you've talked to players that have said similar things. I just don't, I don't believe it. Vegas seems to think so. Vegas has Auburn, you know, bet online, I think it's 23 and a half. Auburn minus mm -hmm. 23 and a half. And it's like, well, but you wouldn't put a lineup for Auburn Mercer? Like, I, I, I just... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm missing something on this. I, I wanted to bet it. Uh, <laughs> listen, this quarterback that they have, um, you uh, I don't want to butcher his last name, but 55% um, passing. You know, I mean, he had an adjusted that was okay. Cordero. 
Yeah, yeah. Javon Cordero. Yeah. Yeah, his receivers dropped four balls, man. Like, I'm just I'm just not buying it. I think that there's yeah. going to be a lot more pressure. I, I, if you're looking at Auburn in week one and you're thinking that's the same team that's going to show up in week two, you're making a mistake and it's going to get them run off the field. So I'm not buying that this is a better San Jose State team uh, than Mercer. Uh, I don't think that this is a particularly good team. If you're John Samuel Shanker and you're a player, uh, you know, coach speak, man, that's what you have to say. You have to say, hey, sure. yeah. you know, Every opponent, your next opponent is the greatest they've ever been, right? Yeah, um, right. But the reality is, this is a team that they should dominate. Mm-hmm. With with very, I mean, we should see similar rotations where a lot of guys get time. You keep guys healthy, and you know you execute at a high level. So this game will be about execution, Zach. Um, it will be about understanding concepts and knowing assignments and playing the base form of the football that they want to play and, and demonstrating that to the coaches, so that when you get to Penn State. They can implement more uh, intricate concepts uh, that they're going to need to be a better football team with better athletes. Mike G, how can people find you, hear you, subscribe to you? All that good stuff, brother. If you're watching this, it's Wednesday morning and the War Report is on tonight. So subscribe to the War Report. We're giving away tickets to the Penn State game. If you've checked Ticketmaster, these tickets are going for like 300 a pop. You definitely want these tickets. Subscribe to the War Report. Find out how to win. Mike G of the War Report. Once again, happy War Report Wednesday to all of you who celebrate, which I hope, I hope it's all of you. You can read all my written work at auburndaily.com. You can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.